Welcome to The Whole Steward, the holistic approach to wealth from a Christian worldview. I'm your host, Andrew Stanton, and I'm glad you've joined. There's no reality you can change except that which is present right now. As a believer, your eternal destiny is secure, but God still has you on earth to obey His commands, to spread the good news, to work, to enjoy His creation, to declare His praise and bring Him glory. We'll talk about the power of now, today, on The Whole Steward. Well, this is episode number 36. I'm thankful you're listening. Your feedback is very much appreciated. So if you want to leave the show a review, go to thewholesteward.com slash review and leave me a comment there or uh, send me an email, letters at thewholesteward.com. I would love to hear from you. The power of now. You know, it's a topic that maybe a lot of Christians kind of would shy away from because it kind of gets into this sort of mystical realm where you say, oh, well, you know, it's like a name it and claim it kind of uh, theology. And it would seek to maybe set aside the plan that God might have for your life. And a lot of times you'll hear, oh, you know, God has a wonderful plan for your life in a negative light. Well, maybe that wonderful plan doesn't necessarily mean that you would be wealthy and healthy and have a perfect life as you would define it. But I think it is safe to say that God does have a wonderful plan for your life. No matter what he has in store for you, whether difficult or easy, successful, or a failure, those things are all part of his plan. And so what I want to talk about today is the power of now. You can't change the past. That's already gone. The future is yet to be seen, and it really doesn't exist in a reality yet. The only thing that really exists right now is now. Right now is the only reality that is really actually real. Now, our hope in Jesus Christ for the future is real. Our sure foundation in heaven is real for those who are believers. However, God has made this very strange balance between his sovereignty and his determination of all events throughout all history versus what we perceive to be as free will. There is no sense in which you can blame God for any of your failures. Uh, You cannot blame God for your sins. You cannot blame God for the problems that you have created yourself. It's It's a concept that we need to think about very carefully because we cannot just sit back and expect things 
to happen to us rather than take control and live out the commands that he's given us to walk in wisdom according to his word. Now, if you don't take control right now, if you don't do the things you know you should, if you don't try the things that you desire to do, but you're afraid of failing, then you will never be successful at those things. Uh, If you try and you make goals and you make plans and you work towards those, you can change the world. And not change it from God's sovereign plan, but from a human standpoint, you can change the world. And many people have done so. J.C. Penney said, Give me a stock clerk with a goal, and I'll give you a man who will make history. But give me a man without a goal, and I'll give you a stock clerk. You see, if you don't have any goals beyond where you're at right now, the status quo in your own mind, then that status quo will never change. And I'm here to inspire you and me today to look beyond that status quo. Zig Ziglar says, Some people are as committed as a kamikaze pilot on his 39th mission. I mean, they don't really take it that seriously. If you set goals, you need to take them seriously. A few scriptures to set our minds straight on these things. If your goal is to have more money, that's a bad goal. You should seek to provide more value. But Hebrews 13.5 says, Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So there's a sure promise by Christ to never leave us or forsake us and to keep ourselves free from the love of money and be content with what we have. Now, Some of what we have might be a desire to provide more value, and that is a very good thing. That can be a motivation placed in your heart by God. Psalm 16.11 says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You see, God has secured that eternal blessing. But we have the fullness of joy right now in His presence as we seek Him. First Chronicles 16.11 Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence continually. So, having set our minds straight on seeking the Lord and the things that really matter and impact eternity, let's turn now to expecting a result without putting in the effort. You cannot expect good results with bad effort. Zig Ziglar again says, Can't you just see an old farmer standing out in the fields in October saying, Lord, I know I didn't plant anything this year, but if you give me a big crop this year, I'll plant more than anybody next year. It ain't that way, folks. You got to put something in before you can expect to get something out. It's the way God made the world. He's made us to create like he did as part of bearing his image. 
So Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. This could be said about all nine forms of capital. Our spiritual capital, our physical capital, our intellectual capital, our experiences, our relationships, our culture, our material, our finances, and our time. If you make plans and are diligent stewards and investors, let's say in relationships, then you will come to abundant relationships. If you plan and are diligent in your physical capital, your body, then it will surely lead to abundance there. Same with what you know in your intellect. Investing in your learning, um, the culture, your material, your finances, all of these things, it applies to all forms of capital. Now, there's a difference between making plans to work toward diligently and being anxious and discontented. Philippians 4.6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That's part of being content. If you are asking for something in any area of your life, be sure that it corresponds to with what brings God glory from the scriptures and also that you supplement it and surround it with thanksgiving. I'm sure for every one thing that you're asking about in your prayers, there's 10 things that you could list as being thankful for. Matthew 6.34 says, Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient is the day for its own trouble. But what you do today, right now, will dictate what you have tomorrow or the next day. The farmer who diligently sows his crops reaps a harvest in the fall. Zig Ziglar, again, says you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. Now, there's no world champion quarterback who threw perfectly when he started. There's no home run hitter who never strikes out. There's no world-class painter who was made so on his first painting. There's no airline captain who's never bounced a landing. There's no engineer who's done by the first prototype. There's no concert pianist who's never hit a wrong note. There's no salesman who's never got rejected. There's no one who can walk who's never fallen down. There's no one who won the Tour de France who's never crashed his bike. There's no sharpshooter who's never missed a shot. There's no grandmaster who's never lost a chess game. There's no business owner who's never lost money. I could go on, but what do all these have in common? Well, they 
didn't let their temporary failures stop them from trying again, from practicing more landings, from making more throws, from swinging the bat, from painting more paintings, from playing another game of chess. They kept going. They learned from their mistakes. In fact, they tried to make more mistakes quicker, but not the same mistakes. You see, if you're making the same mistakes, then you're not learning anything. But if you're making new mistakes, now you're learning more. And if you wait, if you say, well, maybe I'll try tomorrow, then you'll never start. You need to take command of those things that you want and need to do. So many people will never start or try something because they're afraid to fail. They know they'll fall down and they're told it or the, you know they're just told it'll never work. That new business idea that you have, oh, that won't work. Or you're going to have these problems or these challenges or how are you going to do this or how are you going to do that? You can't do this. If you find yourself saying, I can't, then you certainly won't. But if you say, how can I? And do it today. Live life today. Live in the moment. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Sufficient is the day for its own trouble. You know, why is it that when you're a kid and you're learning to walk and you fall, everybody around says, get up, get up, you know, keep going. Try again, try again. You can do it. Keep going. And uh, you you press on, and eventually you achieve greatness. You learn to walk, and you learn to walk really well. But then when you get older, and you're trying something new, sometimes that encouragement isn't quite the same. I mean, you you try something new, and and you're told, oh, it'll never work. Don't do that. You might fall down. You might hurt yourself. You might lose money. You might get scratched. Uh, you might get hurt. You might fail. And then what? You might get laughed at. The most successful people in whatever they are doing are the ones who tried and failed more times than anyone else. Uh, but they didn't look at those failures as a reason to quit, but as valuable lessons. They learned, as we've said. Uh, my dad's boss once said to him, Larry, you need to make more mistakes faster. Now, there's some truth to that, but only if you learn from your mistakes. When we come back, I'll share a little personal story about the power of now and something I'm doing right now, which may not seem like uh, very expected, but I'll tell you why next on The Whole Steward. Hey there, it's Andrew. I pour a lot into The Whole Steward, and I'm so humbled you're listening. Did you know I regularly post new articles to our website? I also send the Holistic Approach to Wealth newsletter once a week, to which you can subscribe at thewholesteward.com slash newsletter. If you're enjoying what you're hearing on the show, would you share it with a friend or leave us a review? I'd really appreciate it. Oh, and thanks for listening.
Hi, this is Gary Pinkerton with Gary's Gulch Podcast. You are listening to The Whole Steward with Andrew Stanton, one of the best researched shows by a man of true passion. Now that you know more, go out and grow more. Welcome back. So the thing that I said I'm doing right now is uh, investing some money. And some people might say, well, you're spending the money. Yeah, well, uh, my friend said to me, wow, Andrew, you're spending a lot of money. And I said, well, actually, I like to look at it as I'm buying valuable things to make memories with my family. Uh, the newest addition to our family is I bought a truck. Now, my entire life, I've only ever driven Toyota Corollas. And that car, the Toyota Corolla, is the best-selling car of all time. It's very basic, a little five-seater. Everybody knows what it is. Um, I've never driven a fun car. But most recently, and uh, in conjunction with my wife, Anna, we bought a truck. It's an eight-seater SUV, really. It's a Toyota Sequoia. And it is decked out. It's got big tires. It's ready for off-road. And I'm really excited because I've always enjoyed doing uh, off-road activities. But I've never owned a truck myself that I was a steward of to go explore God's creation with my boys and my girls. Uh, in fact, my daughter, she actually likes off-roading probably the most out of anybody. She loves it. Um, my wife, Anna, not so much, but we'll see if she likes it. Anyways, I got one that has eight seats. That's pretty cool. And we're going to, Lord willing, explore the world in it. We're going to see some places on some roads that most people don't and will never travel on. Well, Lord willing, see many cool things that God has made. And I the reason why we're doing this right now is because I just realized that my son is turning 10 years old. That's crazy. I looked at my wife and I said, more than half our time with him is already gone. It's already passed. He's 10. If you look at it as 18 years now, I'm not of the opinion that you need to kick your sons out right at 18. If they're living responsibly and still part of the family, uh, by all means, that's not necessary. But we kind of look at 18 years as sort of the rearing period for children, right? A lot of the... Uh, legal aspects of when you're 18 change. I remember somebody saying to me, well, you know, do you feel any different on your birthday? And I was like, no, I feel the same as I did yesterday, you know, pretty much. But 18 years old, I did feel different. It was weird. I went uh, back then they had Blockbuster. For those of you kids who don't know what that is, it's a store that you would actually go to and rent a movie. And I went to rent a movie and I tried to rent it on my parents' account, and they said, oh, well, you can't rent a movie on your parents' account. They have to be here to do that. 
And I remember saying, well, I'm 18. Can I sign for myself? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're 18. Sure. And you could sign. And it was that moment that I, I felt different. It was weird. It was like, oh, I actually have the legal authority to sign for myself on something. So I looked at my wife and I said, half of our time, more than half of our time is gone with our oldest and the others are growing up really quick. The time is flying by. And if you always live for something that's in the future, and I'm not saying preparing for the future isn't important. I'm not saying uh, those who exercise delayed gratification don't benefit from that in the future. But you don't know necessarily that you will benefit that because, again, the power of now. If you don't know how many years you actually have with your children, you don't know how healthy you'll be. You don't know what the future is going to look like. You don't know what our culture is going to look like. We don't know all these things, but we do know what's going on today. We do know that I have a soon-to-be 10-year-old son today. What am I doing today with him? He and my other children ask me a lot. Dad, you work all the time, and that's true. Make sure that you don't miss the moments. So I just wanted to share that personal story with you. We're going to be doing some off-roading, Lord willing. And we have some friends who like to do that, and we're going to go see some backcountry, hopefully get some good pictures and see some great places. I want my boys outdoors. We spend a lot of time on screens nowadays. Those things are so addicting. So remember to live in the power of now. If you have that business idea that you've been postponing, start it now. If you have time that you should spend with your children, do it now. If you have goals, work on them now. Why put off to tomorrow what you can do today? Look at everything that you do as an investment, one form of capital for another. I'm not spending money on the truck and it's just disappearing. I'm creating memories with my children. That is, on the whole steward, a form of investment. An ROI is not only measured in dollars. ROI can be measured in memories, can be measured in relationships, can be measured in your physical capabilities, your experiences. You can measure ROI in a lot of different ways. We'll see. I hope to maybe create videos to share our experiences in a brand new area where I'm certainly going to make mistakes. I'm certainly going to fail in a lot of areas. I'm going to learn a lot, but it's a whole lot of fun. We're making memories together. Uh, this truck that we got, it's a project car. I'll be working on it with my sons and uh, really making great memories at the same time.
The, the great hymn says, Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to Thee. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow with ceaseless praise. Don't put off to tomorrow what you can do today. Till next week, now that you know more, go out and grow more. All content on The Whole Steward is for informational purposes only and must not be considered personal, professional, tax, or legal advice. Please consult an appropriate professional for individualized advice. Though we do our best to bring you reliable information, we make no guarantee on its accuracy. So you must rely on your own due diligence to draw your own conclusions. The views expressed by guests on the show are their own and may not represent that of the host. Please visit our website for complete terms and conditions. Thanks for joining us today for the holistic approach to wealth from a Christian worldview. This show is brought to you by thewholesteward.com.